0: I totally paused. The podcast that deep dives into your favorite pop culture from the 90s and the early 2000s. I'm Jess. I'm Siobhan. And we're recording in person.
1: Again. Well, a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the last time we recorded in person. I don't think person. we've done this
0: since pre-pandemic. I guess not. Cause I think we Because you know what? I had premium Zoom for a long time. That's right. Was it Steve Curse and Scream? It may have been. That was like probably two years ago. Oh my god! Right, because last year was pandemic, so we wouldn't have seen Cora, And we haven't been good about putting new episodes out. No, we, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which we, we know everyone's every like episode. anxiously waiting by their iTunes for a new episode from us. Yeah, but every
1: episode starts with, sorry, yeah. it's been a while. It's been a hard, it's
0: been a hard couple of At this of
1: point, years. you guys know the drill. We yeah. just, we do it, we do it. Yeah. We always try to be better at it's it. a
0: fun little surprise in your feed. Yeah, exactly. Happens. A little bonus. So, I wish we were kind of coming back with some happier subject matter, but, um... Oh gosh, this is going to be a bummer.
1: Yeah, this is going to be pretty depressing. But I mean, I think all of our 2000s kids, and yeah. we'll know, you
0: know as 90s and
1: 2000s <laughs> historians, yes, <as> it were <laughs> with
0: um, a podcast named after her most famous film. I would say, I know. Um, we felt it our responsibility to watch the documentary "What
1: Happened to Britney Murphy?" So you don't have to. Yeah. So we will tell you what happened, and if you don't know, it's spoiler alert. It's very very holy sad. shit.
0: I thought I knew, like I, you know, we were fans
1: of Britney, like mm-hmm. I thought
0: we knew at the time we had no idea.
1: I mean, I remember hearing, well I guess we'll get to it, but I remember hearing a lot of stuff at the time, towards the last couple years she was alive, and then obviously like all the drama after she passed away. It was just away. so incredibly dark. I, I don't think was, I knew I everything about her husband, that's no, what I didn't know. No, yeah, that was about. a lot of new stuff, so yeah. we're
0: gonna... Should we just get a, get into it? Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Oh, we're TikToking now.
1: Yes, yeah, so we just did our you first follow TikTok. Follow us
0: on TikTok. Should we say hi, TikTok? We're videoing too. Hi, hi TikTok. TikTok. Um, we are recording our audio as we do, and we're also recording video because we're going to try to put some clips of us recording up on uh, the TikTok.
1: Yeah, so it will be fun as... Yeah. You so, or we've had the audio journey on um, this podcast, and now we'll have a video a, journey. A video journey as well. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, so it's the same as everything else. You can follow us at Totally Paused Pod on TikTok. This nightmare of a documentary. Starts on December 20th, 2009, which is the day that Brittany Murphy died. And whenever I see dates like that, I understand logically that it was like we're looking at something that happened like quite a while ago. But I think of 2009 and I'm like, no, I was like a whole adult in 2009. Yeah. Like what? So whenever I see dates like that, I like to kind of think back, like, what was I up to on December 20th? 2009. I mean, we wouldn't get ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And in 2009, I had just gotten engaged like the month
1: before. I was gonna say, this sounds like after we lived in Lenox City. Yeah, yeah. I like
0: to like place myself in time like when I see <laughs> well, this. That's easy because you
1: have a lot more uh, milestones because you get married and have kids and you do all that adult stuff. <laughs> I had to do some adult things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, December 20th,
0: 2009, I um, was living with my now husband. I had just gotten engaged. And we got the news that Brittany Murphy had passed I away. Know.
1: There's not a sadder way for this to open Mm-mm. than tr- oh, her mother calling 911, which we hear the 911 call. It made me sick to my stomach. I wanted to turn it off. The when she's like telling, asking Brittany come back, oh, that was screaming. Broke, that broke my heart. And she's that wailing. guttural. Yeah, she has this guttural like sound. At it's, first, she sounds a little more like frantic and with it, but then it's like as she realizes, oh, like she's not coming back distressing, and as, like,
0: we'll get to it later, but, like, later, people like suspect that, like, her mom maybe had something to do with her death, and I was saying, no way. Yeah. Absolutely no way. That was the sound of a mother in agony.
1: Yeah, I think her mom had her own problems that... Sure, but yeah. I don't think she contributed knowingly. Oh, no, 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 to no. To no.
0: Brittany Murphy's death, and so...
1: At one point, you hear them giving, like, directions on how to do resuscitations, mm-hmm. and he's saying, like, it's too slow. It's too slow.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. we know from The Office, you have to do it to the beat of staying alive. Yes, you do. Yes. Right. And he was not. He was off no. the beat.
0: Totally. Yeah. And that was Simon. That was the husband. He yes. was off the beat doing it incorrectly. Her mom's just freaking out. And then they start showing this like montage of Brittany Murphy cut in with all these different like tragic old movie stars, Judy Garland, who I love, yeah, Marilyn Monroe, girl. who I love, mm-hmm. Vivian
1: Lee's in there. Uh-huh. I was like, I um, always love the old movie stars. And at this and point, like,
0: I was like, what the fuck am I watching? More than anything we've ever covered on this podcast, I should count in my notes how many times I just typed "what the fuck."
1: And I said the word "shady" a lot in my notes mm-hmm. too. They let us know she was only 32 years old, which at like, the time sounded old because we were in our young, 20s. Yeah, we were younger. And now it just seems so young. Yeah,
0: now we've... Out- I mean, it her. was
1: young at the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's only 32, but now it's like even more But it more hits still. different when yeah. you're, you know, you're older than that now. She was so young. And we get introduced, one of the first people interviewed is Kathy and Jimmy. Yeah. Which, this Spooky Season. That's one of the Sanderson yeah, sisters. So right. So I was excited right. to see her. And they were co-stars on King of the Hill. They both did the voice work on yes. there. Yeah, and it seems like they were close. It
0: was really sad. Yeah, it
1: seemed like they were very close. And she said she was wonderful, there was no one else like her, Mm -hmm. and she wasn't, like, a Hollywood girl. Yeah. Which I took that as, like, she wasn't necessarily, like, a party girl, like, also...
0: Yeah, like, a little, like, down-to-earth. I feel like she was a tie. Yes!
1: Yes! That's what I felt like, and maybe it was just because she looks so much like her old self in the mm-hmm. the videos they show of her as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, she seems like the bubbly, just like a sweet, persona. bubbly.
0: Oh, it's a sin! So, like through the whole documentary, they do this thing where they're showing us like how many hours or days or whatever it's been mm-hmm. since her death. So we start at three hours after her death. And the house is swarming with paparazzi. And I also just recently watched the Britney Spears documentary, um, Britney vs. Spears. I actually still have not watched that yet. Oh my God. That's another bummer. That's what I know. I'm um, just it. Between that and this, I'm just, I mean, not that I was ever like good with paparazzi, but like next level
1: disgusted with. I know, and they get into a little bit right of Perez Hilton in this documentary, too. I want to talk about that. Oh, we, we will get talk to about that. Yeah. yeah. We used to read Perez like it was the newspaper. I think everybody did around our age. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the number one place you went for, like, what was the breaking news. Mm-hmm. Like, at least I did. Like, when we said, like, Britney was hospitalized, I remember, like, refreshing Perez Hilton mm-hmm. and, like, waiting because he always just seemed to have the news before everybody else did. Yeah. They
0: start showing clips of all these, like, crazy internet conspiracy Yeah, things. all these
1: YouTubers. are all d- doing their makeup. I guess that's a thing to do because there's a lot of people I watch that, like, say on TikTok, there's one girl that's really funny who does her makeup while she's getting ready for a date. Have you seen that one? And she's no. always making fun of the guys. and like, oh, no, And, like, how a... people, like, comment and, like, call her names and things like that. And she's just really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. I but guess they're like, all doing their makeup and talking about Brittany Murphy. But I was, like, also, saying, like, I kind of didn't understand why they showed them so much. Because they showed those YouTubers a lot.
0: Yeah, and a lot of what they were saying seemed crazy town. Like, I'm not sure we needed to give them that much of, like, a platform.
1: Right. It was just all, like, very... Like I said, they were kind of doing, like, a true crime slash makeup That's tutorial. what I said, like, around the... That-
0: <laughs> it was. That's what that I sounds like. Your niche. That's what you need to get into. Oh my true God. crime makeup tutorials. Yeah. Um. It. Just, it seemed like some of them too. Like weren't especially bright. I don't know. Well, because they're not real reporters. They're just, like,
1: doing internet research and just, like, well, coming up with, that's like, what we do, and I like to think we sound a little bit more intelligent. Because I think we can decipher <laughs> Well, we don't necessarily are going for the salaciousness. That's what these people are
0: doing. That's true. This was around the time that I was thinking, oh, this is much more of, like, a true crime documentary than I thought it was going to be.
1: A little bit, yeah. Uh, definitely a little bit. I mean, when the Simon Monjack of it all is mm-hmm. the true crime part of it. But Brittany is just a bright mm-hmm. light. So one of the first people we meet next is we meet the coroner. I don't trust Hollywood Corners. No? No, because I think they're really shady. A lot of, like, this guy, didn't he seem like he was, like, in it for the, he likes the attention. The yeah, of that. and the publicity. The other coroner that we talked to, she didn't seem as much, but he's, like, the... She was the one who did, like, she was the medical examiner. Right, yeah. and so he's the guy that actually is, like, sounds like the mouthpiece. Like, he does, yeah. like, the press things and stuff, and I don't know, I just always think of, like... The one guy, Thomas Naguchi, who did, like, Natalie Woods and Marilyn Monroe, I felt like he always leaned towards, like, the more salacious, like... So he could get more, ex- like, Yeah, and, air like, and also the more salacious, like, explanation, so it would just further make all those conspiracy theories go even further, and people, yeah. you know, would say incorrect things, because these people were like, it could have happened, and you think, oh, because they're a coroner, you know, they mm-hmm. must, they're a doctor, like, they must know what they're talking Are about. Are they doctors? Well, I mean, they're doing an autopsy. That you're coming up someone open. I guess. I mean, yeah. we can look that up. let us know if you know or coroners,
0: doctors. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, but but speaking us, of that,
0: yeah, go ahead. So he tells us that when the court, when he arrived at the house, um, Simon and the mother were there, and he says that Simon appeared to be under the influence of something.
1: He also thought it was very odd that they took so long to start CPR after they found her unresponsive. He
0: says that they found her unresponsive on the bathroom floor and they
1: tried reviving her with cold water. They put her in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess if maybe, who knows if this is something that happened. Why wouldn't your first move be a 911 call? Unless it's happened before. That was my thought. Maybe this has happened before and they didn't want to say and be like, oh yeah, she falls like she's, Mm. you know, gets into these stupors all the time. That was my only thought was maybe... It's happened before. And that's what helped.
0: Well, they tell the coroner that she had flu-like symptoms. They had recently been in Puerto Rico. We'll hear more about that later. But she had gotten sick in Puerto Rico. And she came home. And then they start showing us, like, home movies of her as a kid. And it just darked me out so bad. I know, because she's just so... She's so cute. She's so bubbly. sweet.
1: She has, all, like, a natural charisma.
0: Oh, and then I almost had to turn it off because I got so upset because they interviewed her childhood theater teacher. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. It just... It made me so sad. I mean, for any, like, new listeners who don't know this about me, I own a children's drama studio. Um, so I have a lot of little theater kids who I was like, oh, God, it's like the dream that one day I would be interviewed about them because they're famous and something awesome is happening, but not because they have this, like, shady Hollywood death that they want me to, like, weigh in on. time out for a second. Tell them you're a recent accolade to do with work. I just won Best New Owner in my franchise. Snaps for Jessica. Um, I had the highest revenue... Of any new owner, um, and the highest summer camp enrollment of any new owner, which, well, let be braggy, but during a, you know, having opened six months before a pandemic, I was, well,
1: no, you should Pretty brag about it. <laughs> it. That's why I wanted
0: you to bring it up. Thank you. And then it just made me think, like, oh my God, she was just like a little theater kid, like, and she says, um... As a kid in an interview she says she wants to do Broadway yes. and then do movies. And I was like, the theater career we will never see from her. I know. She would have she been a singer. She can sing too. She would have been a great she I feel like she was born to play, um, like Audrey in Little Shop. Oh my god,
1: she would have been so good. Which at I that. just saw
0: off Broadway. And the actress who played Audrey was great, but like Brittany Murphy and Jeremy Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> a shot? Uh,
1: oh my God, she her oh, voice I think mommy. was amazing. Remember when she was in Happy Feet? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I loved Happy Feet with Hugh, with our man. Yeah, that's what we might have even seen that in the theater. Uh, we might. Yeah, we probably did. Yeah. Uh, oh, another thing. Speaking back to the autopsy, Simon, her husband, did not want them to perform an autopsy. Right. Which it's like why? It's so shady because if it's like you're unresponsive and like all this happens, you collapse essentially. is yeah. What she happened like. Why would you? Why would you not want to know what happened to your wife? And what they basically say, because people are saying that in the documentary, it's because of the toxicology report, and they don't want to see what type of drugs were in her system. Mm-hmm.
0: But then it turns out like none. When they well, get it, like we'll get to that in a little bit. They made
1: a very clear distinction: prescribed drugs, prescription drugs, right? No, like illicit drugs. Correct. Yeah,
0: they talk about how she's from New Jersey and how her family moved to California so she could be an actress. Stories like that always make me think the parents are a little unhinged.
1: Right. No, it was just her and her mom.
0: But, but But because her dad was never around. Right. Which is important to note. For later. And
1: I think maybe it's maybe it's a little different when it's like you and your mom, just the and, one kid, and it's just kind of like, all right, this is your kid's dream. I guess, like, I was thinking, like, because you know, my kids. You hear that? I mean, remember Britney Spears? Her yeah. Mom, they moved to New York for a couple years. It was just and from I just mom. I
0: always think it's bonkers. Like, did you ever see? I can't think of what it's called, but there's that documentary about that like apartment complex where all like the actor kids live with their families when they come for like pilot season. No, I've never seen oh, that. Sounds gosh. good. Should I have to figure out what it's called. It's really good. It's about all these families who like uproot their families so that their kid can, like, go on auditions during pilot season. I
1: remember a long time ago, E! did something, and it wasn't one of their, if what I remember, it wasn't one of their, like, salacious reality shows. It was, like, they just picked, like, a few kids, and you got to, yeah. like, watch them go. This I'll have to look up what the ago.
0: name of the place was and what the documentary is called, but it was, like, sad. Like, all, a lot of the kids, like, all their families, like, hopes and dreams are, like, riding on their success, and of course, it's a long shot. Of and course. a lot of them, like, aren't doing well. Like, I could see. I don't know. Say I took, because, you know, my kids did like a little bit of modeling and mm-hmm. things like that, um, which whenever I say that, people look at me funny. But my son was in like a Toys R Us ad and a Land's End catalog. Yeah. It was like, legit. He was like no, really yeah, legit he was modeling. Real stuff. I could see if they got a call to audition for like a TV show and I took them up to New York, which is driving distance for us. Yes. That's an easy day trip. And he got it. And then we moved to California. But to move to California on the off chance
1: that your kid might get something, like that just feels. And I to guess me. like she just, I mean, I guess she just showed herself to have like this drive, because it's very clear from a young age. So yeah, I just, I just think it's nuts. Now I totally get what you're saying, but in this case, it sounds like Britney started booking things right away. Mm-hmm. Like this seemed like she got like yeah, regularly booked. She for happened to, which is good. Yes, yeah, so and I
0: forgot, like I'm like I forgot she was on like Sister Sister me too. and like all these like. 90 shows. Um, so, okay, so the documentary kind of jumps around in time, because I'm looking, like, my notes kind of jump around in time. Because um, around this time, we meet a People Magazine reporter who says that at the time, like, the talk around Hollywood was
1: that her husband was bad news. Right. And we'll get into a little bit more about how he is. And I thought this was really interesting. The Radar Online reporter, who got kind of, like, she's probably, of all the reporters, the one that we see the most. The, yeah. see the most. And so she was talking about how it's, like, Christmas, it was Christmas Eve that Britney died, right? No, she was buried on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that she died it. the twentieth. Right, so it was like the next day. She her like boss was like, just camp out all day, just camp out all day. And so, what did she do? She brought like a bouquet of flowers and yeah, just like she like ring, knocked on the
0: door and like rang the, the
1: doorbell. And he was like, okay, thanks. And then he ends up calling her. And like, I don't know if you guys know a lot about. Different blogs and like reporting mm. magazines, but Radar Line is kind the of easy one, right? It's a Star and National Enquirer yeah. equivalent, so yeah. it's not like if you're it's someone not People magazine, right? You would think it would be a People magazine or even something even better, like because it's Brittany Murphy. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure any of them would have accepted like to interview mm-hmm. him and whatnot. So it's kind of interesting that he. Well, he said, well, you're the only one that called, or, like, you're the only one that came by and, like, you know, gave me anything. Yeah.
0: Getting back to, like, the no autopsy, also, I just remembered, it was in my notes, when they said he requested no autopsy, I was thinking to myself, like, you can't be allowed to just say no autopsy, no, you like, cannot. right? And you can't.
1: So the autopsy ends up happening... Not in the, these types of deaths. When you're 32 and you collapse, you, right, you like, maybe if you were 92, sure. they would forego it, but not um, this age.
0: And then the next person that we get to see talk about Brittany is our girl, Amy Heckerling. I put in my notes, our queen, Amy Heckerling. Our queen, our patron saint. A fun fact about us and Amy Heckerling is that she follows me on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I once messaged her and asked her to come on our podcast, and she said Yes. And then we never scheduled it, and now it's been a long time, and we haven't put out episodes regularly, and I just feel weird reaching I back know. out to her. But every now and then, she likes one of my posts. I know. See, that's why I think we should. One time. day. If she we can get on a good recording schedule yeah. and pump out a bunch of episodes. She agreed to do, like, a short interview with us. Yeah, she said this was, like, peak pandemic, so she said she was in no state to be seen, but she would do, like, a call. <laughs> and we an like, audio call with us, and we were like, whatever you, you want. want, queen. <laughs> yes. Um, She says that Britney was the only tie they saw who really felt, like, seemed like she was feeling it and not acting it. Mm-hmm. She was only seventeen.
1: She was a young. She was like one of the younger ones in the mm-hmm. movie, which we finally even talked about the first time we, because our very first episode for you guys who don't know was about coolest Of course, of course, our namesake. Yes.
0: Um. They talk about the line, "You're a virgin who can't drive," and how like it's one of the greatest lines in cinematic it's history. A great delivery. She delivers it absolutely perfectly it was like a star
1: maker i said we do not talk about enough how she was a scene stealer in that movie mm-hmm. we do not talk because like everybody talks about the alicia silverstone of it all i guess there's a lot of scene a lot of stealers. big stars the paul rudd right there's a lot of scene stealers when you think about it in this movie that's why it's one of the greatest movies of all time as someone says if you don't like this movie you're a bad person with bad taste
0: yeah absolutely agreed. agreed
1: agreed yep this is back we gotta go back to the autopsy I should have said this before so this autopsy keeps, keeps coming up and like he says it jumps around in time a lot mm-hmm. so if we seem scattered it's because of the documentary this is the, yes, yeah. the order of the documentary Simon and Brittany's mom Sharon do a Larry King interview
0: holy shit
1: I tried to find this online and I couldn't find the full thing and it's, I really wanted to they
0: ask him so there's, there's this like weird scene we find out that Sharon her mom and Simon the husband share a publicist Right. Which, which I felt they was got weird after. that they're, like, creating... They this, share like, a lot of things, al- as we find they out. They share a lot of things we are about to find out. They have these, like,
1: cheesy portraits taken together. They look like jokey engagement photos. They really do. And as someone, I think it was the publicist, pointed out, he's like, they seem more like parents of the grieving child. Yes. Not the mother and son-in-law. Yes.
0: And then we get this weird scene where Simon is giving us a tour of, like, Brittany's clothes. Oh. It's
1: very creepy, and he goes...
0: You know, when he's talking about, like, not being able to believe that she's dead, he goes, she had this pristine body, curvy
1: in all the right places. He says this on Larry like King.
0: Silk. If you're saying
1: that... In front of the, her, mother, her mother and Larry King, this is like a live interview. And Larry King is looking at him like, "What the fuck?" And that's his excuse for why he didn't want the autopsy. Her perfect body that was curvy yes, in right. all the right places, skin like silk. So. And like, why? I can't tell in front of her mother hey. to cut her up. Oh well, my you god! Know what? At this point, she's dead. She's maybe, dead, and she deserves
0: a reason. And maybe her mother needs to know why. Exactly, unfreaking believable. And the driver who drove them to the um, the interview says that as soon as they left, their whole demeanor.
1: Changed. Changed. He said it seemed like a hoax, right? And if you see, the mom seems very confused in the interview, and clearly, clearly on something. I think. And Simon keeps like answering for her too, like it's very and, clear yeah. That and then he's Simon says
0: like um, the last thing she said was, "Mom, I'm dying. I love you." And Larry King goes, "Wait, so she knew she was dying?" Yeah. And then he starts like trying to backpedal. It's well, because, all very strange. Yeah, because
1: Sharon goes, "Well, yeah, she said that like an hour before she passed." And Simon goes, "No, baby, you have the time wrong, baby." baby. None of my brother-in-laws or my sister's boyfriends or my boyfriends would ever call my mom baby in a million years. And if he did, I'd be so creeped out. No. Baby. No, baby. Like, that's weird. Ugh, it's so gross. Oh my god. Like, I don't care if he was older than Brittany. He was still, like, her husband. Like, you don't <sighs> say that to your mother-in-law.
0: And then they're, like, talking to this other filmmaker friend of hers who, I he talks about how people liked that she had that Jersey edge, which, like, okay. All right, yeah. Um, but then he says she wasn't a typical pretty girl. Fuck you. She was gorgeous. She was
1: completely gorgeous. She was
0: gorgeous. Because she like had girls, curly hair
1: and, like, ten extra pounds.
0: Right. She, there are girls like Britney, but then there's, like, Gwyneth Paltrow. I would rather look like Brittany Murphy than
1: Gwyneth Paltrow, frankly. I think she has a much prettier face. Actually, yeah, I probably, no, I think Gwen is pretty, I mean, they're all movie stars, but, mm-hmm. yeah, i probably pick Britney too. Um,
0: She lost a part, though, because they said she wasn't fuckable enough.
1: And you hear that a lot. Actually, as far back as Betty Davis, that Betty Davis one time overheard, I think it was the head of the studio at the time, say, like, who's going to fuck that? And, Mm. like, she was just like, are you kidding? Like, so this has literally been from the... Donna time, because that would have been the 1930s, because she was, like, nobody at that point. It's fucking disgusting. It is so gross. So So
0: that kind of, like, set her off of, like, a deep end, it seems like. Like, it says after that her parents were, like, really worried about her. Her friends were, rather, not her parents, her friends were worried about her. Um, They were afraid she had an eating disorder. She stopped eating.
1: Yeah, because she had all this pressure Mm -hmm. to live up to these ideals of what a woman is in Hollywood and right. she really wanted to be a movie star. Mm-hmm. They said like T V was great. And she would have been, she was so good. I mean she was a movie star. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She opened movies on yeah, her own. Yeah, she
0: was an it girl for yeah. a hot second. Um they tell us around this time that the police when they went into the house after she was found dead found ninety prescriptions on Simon's side of the bed. So weird. Why would you need ninety? <laughs> and it was like and they kind of Like explained... if you need ninety
1: prescriptions, why aren't you in the hospital? They say, they, how did this happen? It's because they have aliases. There's doctors who don't mm-hmm. check with other doctors. Again, this goes all the way back to Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn mm-hmm. Monroe had multiple prescriptions. Had Judy Garland. She, yeah, and her doctors weren't talking to one another, and mm-hmm. so they didn't know what the other one was doing, and it was too late when they mm-hmm. found out it was too much what they, she was getting.
0: And so then they kind of take us again through another little, like, they kind of walk us through what was going on with her when she was, like, kind of an ick girl. Uh, we see her out partying with Kirsten Dunst they talk about Girl Interrupted which I agree with whoever said in the documentary she should have won an Oscar, Oscar for that movie that, yeah. she should have she was freaking inc- we should do a whole episode Another about that movie
1: oh I would do that in a she was incredible in that movie um, another scene stealer like yeah. she really took charge and that was Angeline Jolie was a like tour de force in that movie mm-hmm. and Britney, I mean Britney uh, Murphy still like mm-hmm. went toe to toe with Angelina Jolie 100%. in my opinion
0: 100% and then 8 Mile which has one of the weirdest sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie I have seen said that so the first long. time I saw it the thing with the sex scene you is do that, you like,
1: talk about this a lot because yeah, it's weird. weird
0: you know how like normally in a sex scene in a movie they either fade into the action or they fade out of the action but in 8 Mile well, we see the entire duration of the encounter. We see them like making out, they fuck against this like thing of boxes, like that's in a right. warehouse, and then it like ends. And oh. that's the whole thing. Like, okay, I, I, like, like I feel like I watched something like too private, like with that scene. I don't know. um And then they tell us she did Eminem, <laughs> which I'm not sure I realized.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was like they say because uh, they interviewed. Karen Manning, who was in eight mile, mile with her and so mm-hmm. she was kinda of saying how she had a crush on Eminem too, who was a huge, huge star at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean like that was his like very, No, that was peak. Yeah. That was peak. That was peak. Like he still raps and everything now, but that was like I mean he was doing a movie about his life. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty much peak. Can we and talk the, about the house tour? Yes, yes, yes. It was creepy. I feel like I've seen this before. They must have posted on Radar Online at the time that they recorded it. So they take us on this weird, their house. Yeah, so it's the Radar Online reporter. I forgot to write down her name. So she yeah. seems to be the one that doesn't that's seem like, important. Well, I mean, she's the one who's in main contact with him. Do you want some of this? Because I'm going to drink this whole bottle. Yeah, I will have some. I'm just still finishing okay. my beer.
0: We're, Prosecco. Yeah, so... Found a bottle. I forgot I was gifted it in July.
1: So, (laughs) here we go. So, I thought... So, what happens is this reporter, and obviously somebody else is recording Simon taking... Giving them a tour of their house. Mm -hmm. And this is right after Brittany died. And so, he keeps saying, the infamous bathroom. This is the infamous Infamous bathroom. bathroom. If your husband died in the bathroom, would you you fucking to? Hey, Siobhan, this is the infamous bathroom where my husband... No! like That was so weird and almost... Felt like he was trying to make it more salacious than it was. Yes. Like, he was trying to really promote this fact, like, like this you, is
0: where it had. Like, he would give public tours if he could.
1: I was thinking, like, yeah. if he had, like, lived longer, like, he probably would have, like, lived off the fact he was Brittany Murphy's husband for, like, the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And, like, done that sort of, like, Yeah, turned that house into some kind of creepy museum. Right. And like, that would have been it. No
0: judgment, because my house is, like, a mess most of the time, too, but their house is a mess.
1: That is to say, they almost lived like hoarders. Like, yes. Like,
0: yeah, she has, like, I kind of laughed myself, to myself. I was like, oh, stars, they're just like us. But she has, like, those plastic drawers that we all had next to our beds in college. Right. And like, that filled. you would get at, like, Target. And they're just packed with, like, I remember cosmetics. <laughs> yeah, I remember at the stuff. time
1: she passed away saying, like, she spent most of her time in that bathroom. And she just loved, like, trying on the different products and doing her makeup and doing her hair. And so they said that she actually spent a lot of time in the bathroom, which is probably why it looked that way and had so many products as it did. It's wild. They're just bottles. I mean, just... Actually, one of my favorite Hoarders episode the house wasn't disgusting. The lady just had a bunch of shit and she could not resist a bath and body work sale. Oh, like, was I like, feel that. Yeah, girl. It was <laughs> like literally bins and bins and bins and they were trying to get her to like. The sales
0: are good sometimes. Yeah, it
1: was candles and like bath products. Soaps. Yeah. And like all that stuff that those were the things she was obsessed with because she loved the deals. Like the three for five or whatever. The
0: thrill of a good deal. Yeah. And I so I
1: still remember them trying to like get her because they wanted to like donate to people in need that needed like bath products. Like I'm sure another not sure if, like, and those
0: are nice ones.
1: Yeah, like you know, they're shower gels, things yeah. like that can clean you. And the ladies, no, not that one.
0: No, this is too much. Did she, what was her scent? What was her bath and body scent? I she loved it all. She all loved of them? it all. She had them all. She wasn't like a cucumber melon or a plumeria girl.
1: Yeah. I always like the cherry blossom one. Japanese cherry blossom? Yes.
0: I like that one too. I like their ones from their like whatever that like relaxed collection is, like the eucalyptus mint. Oh yeah. I always buy that but stuff. They I have also... also like controversial opinion. Bath and Body Works candles are better than Yankee candles. Really? They have this candle. Maybe called that's why Perfect. the lady was so obsessed with them. They had this candle two years ago called Perfect Summer. My mother-in-law had it on top of, like, their toilet. I'm already like, talking about this candle. For oh, fuck's sake, this candle. I smelled it. I was obsessed. It smelled like a beach. I looked all over online. I couldn't find it. Every store was sold out of it. I ended up buying it on Mercari, like, that resale site. Jessica. And that's where I finally found one. That's
1: how good that candle was? Worth it. Oh my god! I loved
0: it, and now I love a Bath and Body Works candle. All
1: right, well, well, next time we go to the mall, we'll yeah. have to. Uh, take Or a my studio—that's
0: the one other store. My drama studio is in like basically a dead mall that they're turning into like a community center. So there's like me, there's I do a basque, yeah. there's like a karate school. The one normal retail store left in that mall is a Bath and Body Works. Yes,
1: when I I went to fun fact a station school by that literally mm-hmm. in the shopping center where that mall is. And like outside, it's a, getting a little more bougie because, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm like, was yeah, at a there's salon like some nice restaurant and the like, lot is nice. But yeah. like the mall, like you said, it's like a di- dead and dying mall. And at the time, there was still Victoria's Secret, but that was it. There was Victoria's Secret and Bath and Body Works. And oh, that was by it. the time
0: I opened, like almost a year ago, that was gone. So there's like a karate school. There's still like the county office where you go for like your passport. Mm-hmm. And the township offices are there. So they're making it more of like a community hub. I think that's a good idea were. for that yeah. area, actually. For me, it doesn't matter because I don't count on you know, foot
1: traffic, like, people come just for me, so yeah. it's
0: fine, and because it's a dying wall, my rent is real cheap. So. I
1: know, and then when I go visit Jessica, I can go to Boscov's and get a really cheap person. <laughs> and get whatever the hell you need at Boscov. Yeah. One of my students the other day, when he
0: left class, he's, like, five, he was like, can we go to Boscov after this? And his mom was like, no,
1: Boscov is the most boring store in the world. <laughs> was like, my grandmother fair. totally loves My Boscov. grandmother loves Boscov's, yeah. too. That's she like- gets us Boscov's gift cards for, like, the holidays. Yeah. To to everyone listening, that's a very regional store. Is it Boscos? Oh, I don't know that. I don't think Boscos. I remember when I went to New was in school in New York, and people were like, "What the fuck is a Boscos?" Really? Yeah.
0: Today I learned. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um,
0: speaking of learning things, right around this time in the documentary, we learned that Simon and Brittany's mom are sharing a bed. Yeah. As you do.
1: Yeah. It was actually mm-hmm. the Radar Online reporter who said she went in, when she was taking that tour of the house. It was very clear that the bed was unmade on both sides. And Simon said, well, she likes to come and cuddle with me and we cry. No. 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 That is not okay. No, you do not. No, you do not. So what do we think? Do we think they really were sleeping together? Yes. like sleeping, Yes. Sleep, like having sex? Yes. Yes.
0: And I think he was somehow manipulating Brittany's mom into thinking that it was, like, appropriate.
1: I feel like he was like, do we think they were having sex before Brittany died? No. I don't think so either, no. but I do think it was probably something, like, some kind of twisted... Yeah. He was
0: definitely in control of her life. I think he was for sure the predator, but yeah, I would not be surprised to
1: to learn that they were, they were having sex. Uh, can we talk yeah. about the foundation? Yeah. Family and friends start getting invitations to Brittany's memorial, and with that <sighs> so comes gross. a... Charge, do they say how much you have to pay to go? Basically, they're charging they say. her friends and family to go to the memorial and saying it was going to like the Britney Murphy. They're selling
0: tickets to this foundation. memorial. And as Simon puts it, it's the Britney Murphy Foundation for young people, for education, for things like what's going on in Haiti.
1: I'm sorry, what the fuck? If he had said, oh, it's for like a performance scholarship. Which is what
0: they say later. Later oh, they, they say it's, like, for arts education. But you can tell when they first set it up, Simon's like, oh, yeah, it's a foundation for the He the was kids. 100% trying to teach
1: people. What But the way he
0: was describing it made me think of, like, the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids yes. Who Can't Read Good and
1: Want to Learn How to Do Other Stuff so Good too. too. Like,
0: that was, like, exactly what it sounded like. No,
1: he definitely was going to keep all of that money and, mm-hmm. like, make up what he did with it. Mm-hmm. I would have just done, if someone sent that to me and was like, you can't come unless you donate. And like, especially if this guy is someone like Simon, I would have been like, yeah, I'm gonna call my friends. We're gonna have our own memorial. Yeah, well that's like what it sounds like
0: basically the friends were doing. The friends were all like, we're not paying to come to a memorial for our friend and the whole thing as soon as he got like called out on it it sounds like um it just got canceled and it was like never mentioned yeah again. i
1: think they like took down the website cause i think there might have been a website at the time and stuff yeah too. yeah they showed the website but it seems like that was like it. yeah so he never went they never went through with it but only because they got called out and it got into the press right so
0: then we go back in time a little bit and they talk about Uptown Girls which I'm actually not sure I've ever seen. <gasps> That's one of my favorite Brittany Murphy movies. I would like, I'm sure I would love it. Oh, I'm sure she I would.
1: plays so it's um her father was a like rock and roll legend and he passes away and it turns out like I think she does not have as much money as like is in the trust as like she thought there was. Okay and um, oh so she like gets a job. so she has to become a nanny okay. and so she's a nanny to a very young adorable Dakota Fanning yes. who we all know is a wonderful actress especially when she was a little child so she's very like smart straight-laced and like Brittany Murphy's like the wild child like she's acting like a kid yeah that's a good dynamic oh you like it. love it. you and Addie should watch it i think it's appropriate for Addie okay noted it made me want to watch the movie actually that's probably besides clueless that is definitely my favorite Brittany Murphy movie okay
0: Well, then we get into, like, the time that she was dating Ashton Kutcher. (coughs) They were
1: so cute together. They were so cute. They were just married.
0: I liked that movie a lot. I thought they were
1: adorable together. Um, Actually, in the movie, they're saying that was probably her height of her career because she, the movie made over $100 which, mm -hmm. when you hit that milestone, that's, like, a guaranteed bonfire hit.
0: And Ashton Kutcher was already a huge star. Now she's dating him. And now, yeah.
1: And so they were dating each other. And they dated each other for a little while, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, it seemed like she really
0: loved him. It sounded like she was, like, really heartbroken. Yeah. Well, it seems like she loved hard in general. Yes. Ashton said, I'm skipping ahead a little bit because there's something else I want to talk about that came before this, but Ashton says that he never met anyone who wanted to get married so badly.
1: I know. There's some little parallels to, like, Marilyn Monroe here. Like, about wanting to get married, have a family. Because she also, I mean, Marilyn Monroe didn't have really siblings. Like, she she didn't grow up with siblings, basically. And she was in now the foster system. And Brittany Murphy just had her mom. Like, you know, she didn't have any siblings and stuff, so usually, you know, it was very important to Britney to it's get married. Kids. Um,
0: but before that, they play clips of a Howard Stern interview with Ashton Kutcher. It was disgusting. Fuck Howard Stern. That's so... And I used to like him. I know I he's dead to me now. I used to listen to him too, and he was just like oh. He is saying to Ashton Kutcher, who is dating her, he's talking about how she was like fat and ugly and clueless. She's fucking adorable and clueless and you can go right to hell Well, that's Stern. Also, it's
1: Hollywood they like I said they say in the documentary you still pick the pretty girl to play the ugly girl like you still mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it's like the joke from um, not another teen movie mm-hmm. oh she has glasses her glasses paint all over oh, my God. oh no disgusting yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Howard Stern can go
1: directly to hell and they show Kathy and Jimmy who's such a queen in this the whole documentary she, and, she's, and great. she's so disgusted listening to this clip and stuff And, like, Ashton Kutcher is, like... Oh, yeah, imagine listening to that clip about your dead friend. Oh, my God. Oh, I would be, like, throwing up, like... But it's, like, and Ashton Kutcher has to kind of, like, laugh around with it because if he, like, says, like... Because I believe that he didn't think that was funny and stuff. No. And Ashton Kutcher seems like a stand-up guy. He always has. I feel. Um, Remember Demi Moore's The memoir didn't paint him. No, what did she say
0: about him? Well, like were sh- you with me when I saw them together in person? I don't I guess you weren't with me when I saw them in person together. So, um my dad, as you know, is recently retired. He was a cameraman on Saturday Night Live for like 20 years. <laughs> I went once when Ashton Kutcher was hosting and he was just in case anyone was curious. Even better looking in person. He Ooh. was like tall
1: He was like a model back in the day. He was a model. Oh, one of the
0: most handsome men I've ever seen in person. Um, And Demi was there, and they did like a little bit together where she was like old and in a wheelchair, and there was a man standing next to me who was like, I think this is so bizarre. Like they just, you know, the age gap and the whatever. Like I didn't use those words, but whatever he Mm -hmm. said about it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Because God they're- forbid a woman dates a younger man. Right. I was like, I don't know. I think they're sweet. Like, you know, whatever. And then he walked away and my dad came over and was like, what were you talking to? I can't think of his name now. But he was, my dad was like, what were you talking to him about? And I was like, oh, he was talking to me. And it turned out it was the announcer, the, like, live from New York. Oh, it's it. Saturday night. It was that guy, like, chit-chatting You didn't with recognize me. his voice? I didn't. Um, and he, was he was like, hello, Jessica. Fun fact. Uh-huh. He, yeah. He, he was like, why are they married? <laughs> um, so, fun fact, <laughs> yeah. he did not approve of their relationship. But I thought they were
1: cute together. And he was so handsome. So, I didn't read Demi Moore's uh, memoir. I do, because I hear it was really good. But she doesn't... Paint him in the best light, because as she admits, like, she had, like, some issues with drinking, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say, I, I don't know if it was other stuff, too, but she definitely was having some, like, you know, issues with being sober, and there was a very, like, famous tweet, because remember, they were the first people on Twitter. Yes. Yes, and he posted a picture of her, like, bending over, getting dressed, and she was just, like, in her underwear, and he was saying, like, oh, my wife's so hot, blah, 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 but she was like... I was drunk when he took that picture right. and like I felt like he was doing that on purpose to embarrass me because he like knew I was drunk and stuff and like I had no idea he took it I had no idea he posted it and then it was like you know <sighs> that's l- gross
0: but I'm not ready to cancel him over it
1: oh uh, yeah well that's what I mean he didn't get cancelled but it was stuff like being like I don't know uh, what he'd have to do We well, just like-
0: learned he doesn't be this kid and he's
1: not cancelled yet Doesn't bathe his kids.
0: You haven't heard about that? No. It was like a whole thing because they said that, like, they only wash their kids when they can, like, physically see dirt on them. Which, like, I mean, to be honest, I know, I mean, my kids be, like a couple times a week. Like it's well, not. I don't remember beating every single day well, as I'm a child. The pediatrician said like they don't like they haven't gone through puberty. They're not like sweating like on a day to day. They're not yeah. unless they're doing something to get dirty. Right. You don't need to put soap on their skin every day.
1: Yeah, I feel like I took like a bath or a shower like every other day when I was like a little kid. Yeah,
0: and they're still. I and mean, I think their kids are still little too. But they took like a lot of heat for it. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> one. Yeah, it was but, like whole, oh,
1: whatever as long as the. Nutrition is okay with yeah.
0: it so she ashton she and ashton break up and she says around that time in an interview that she reads everything that's written about
1: her i was like girl no oh, no, no. no why would no. you do that i was just recently
0: watching miss americana the taylor swift mm-hmm. documentary i haven't finished it yet i was watching it on the plane but it was it was really actually i was just in puerto rico the last place Brittany murphy went to film a movie Um, I was watching this, and the kids were like, Puerto Rico. Oh, no. (laughs) On the plane home from Puerto Rico, I was watching Miss Americana, and Taylor says, like, there are times that I'm just not in the headspace to look at pictures of myself or, like, to read what people are saying about me, and so I just don't. (laughs) I I feel like Taylor has a good team, though. I feel like she has good people around her
1: who, like, take care of her, and that's why she's a queen. I heard a rumor, because there was a rumor that they did this to Britney Spears phone, too, like, when they give let Brittany have her phone, that they had these blocks on it, not just for her not to contact other people, but to block negative websites. Like, say, a Perez Hilton, something that would talk, like, mm-hmm. so she wouldn't be able to see negative things of her. And I heard um, Taylor Swift actually has something similar. That's not awful. I feel like Taylor well, no, doesn't mean. for that's herself. that's for your yeah. mental health. Like, yeah. to me, that's, like, a mental health thing. You should, like, not look at that stuff. If I ever was on something where people were talking about me – I would not look, I'd be terrified. I don't look at our our comments about our podcast. Right, well, no, that's why I don't either.
0: I don't want to hear it. As we always say at the end, leave us a review if it's going to be five stars. Otherwise, keep your rude opinion to yourself. Yeah. And then she immediately gets engaged to the next, like, two people.
1: Right, one is, like, someone who works behind the camera, mm-hmm. and then the other guy... I didn't write it down, mm-hmm. so I was like, well, it was two seconds. Yeah, and I just wrote, wrote, like, she, like she gets to meet it. two
0: people, and then she meets Simon, and that's it. She finally, like, I had a sorority sister who we always say was like this. Like, she was going to marry the first guy who wanted to marry her. Yeah. As it had my sorority sister who did this, I've told you this story, no longer talks to her parents because of this guy. Wait, tell that again. That's good I have a sorority sister who... Um, You know, she was just one of those girls who, like, even when we were, like, in our early 20s, like, just wanted to get married, wanted to get married, and, um, she met this guy who was, like, kind of racist, like, wasn't, like, so her best friend in the sorority had a boyfriend who I think she's now married to or engaged to who was black, and her, friend like her best friend like literally came to her and was like we can't hang out with you and this guy because he's racist like i'm not comfortable So he was
1: doing stuff in front of their faces yeah, With
0: like my boyfriend who was black being around him and she still like wasn't hearing that it. would
1: be such a red right. flag for me just like she i think was, we
0: all like, have that friend right like even in our early 20s like all she wanted was to get married she was dating this guy who was like racist like it just wasn't like her friend who had whose boyfriend was black like literally told her like i can't hang out with you and your boyfriend with my boyfriend because we're uncomfortable and she still didn't see like the red flag or didn't care whatever so they hadn't been dating for that long this guy proposed she's an only child she tells her parents and her parents said listen you thought you were going to marry the last boyfriend you thought you were going to marry the boyfriend before that wait one year Yeah. And it takes a weird wedding anyway. Well, they said like, wait one year before you start like really making plans. If in one year you still want to marry him, we'll shut up. We'll give you the wedding of your dreams. Mm. Whatever you want. We're asking you to wait one year and make sure. Fuck you. I'm in love. You can't tell me who to be with. Blah, blah, blah. Um, And this was, she got married before I did. I've been married 10 years. This was maybe 12 years ago.
1: Are they still married? And as far
0: as, they're still married, but as far as I can tell from social media, she still does not speak to her parents.
1: I feel like, and, like, my parents are not, like, protective people over mm-hmm. me at all, but if my, which maybe this would make me think. Which is why, my parents are the same way. Yeah. yeah, so if my parents said, like, eat, like, the fact that also they're not saying break up with him, just give it a year. Right, they I'd were be, so reasonable. You know they wanted to say break up with right. him. Right, I mean. Annoyed, but i also
0: be like, but you wouldn't okay. cut your parents out no. of your life. You might even no. say, No, I'm not doing that. You don't have to pay for the wedding, but you right. wouldn't cut your parents off. Yeah, I'd be annoyed. And my I'd parents have... are the same way. Like, I te- when I look back, like, I dated te- like, some real red flags. Yes. And my parents, like, did not if they saw, they didn't say a word. So oh, if they, they know were to they speak would, up, they right, wouldn't course I would listen anyway. You. Yeah, and that's not our relationship, but if they spoke up like that, Mm -hmm. then I would be like, well, maybe this is something. But if you, imagine if you told me like, listen, I can't bring my boyfriend around your boyfriend because of the way he acts. That would be... Even if I don't give a fuck what my parents think, I would care what you think. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: Oh my god, like if you said that to me, I would seriously reconsider my... I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh my! Like f everyone, but like the guy I'm dating. I'm, but it was very like, much not that, like person. us against the
0: world like mentality. Some people which love is that.
1: Toxic. And that's kind of like Saint Simon and Brittany, yes. Because like a lot of people, like Simon, would go on these things. I remember even at the time that they were married, when she was still alive, and being like, "Nobody likes me just because I'm. I don't look like Ashton Kutcher. Like it, you know, I'm overweight and I'm older. That's why people don't like me. Like you know, no one gives us a chance." As well as we've learned in this documentary, people were right not to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. And it's right to question. There was real reasons for people to question yeah. your relationship. Someone
0: says around this time in the documentary that she and her mom were both looking for a father figure, mm-hmm. and that they were just like hypnotized by him.
1: Can we say how part one ends? Yeah.
0: Well, first we get a little bit of information oh, okay, about sorry. the autopsy. So the woman who oh, actually did the autopsy, um, I liked her. Tells us, yeah, I liked her too. She was like no nonsense. So one of the things they do is that they f- try to float a piece of the lung in water. I know that was interesting. I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was
1: interesting. It was interesting. You just um, need a piece of the lung, yeah, because the mm-hmm. lung should have air in it, so your lung should float, right? Even a piece of it. Her lung sank, and she tried multiple uh, samples.
0: samples. Right. She tried. She said at least three of them. And the woman says, like, you know, she'd been walking around like this, like she was. So they end up saying she was anemic and she had pneumonia, and officially that is what they say she died. There were no illicit drugs and no alcohol in her system.
1: But there were prescriptions. I didn't write down her prescriptions. I did write down, but I did see one that I know of because I get prescribed it for panic attacks is Klonopin. And Klonopin, I mean, maybe she is anxious. Maybe she was having panic attacks, but. I feel it's definitely a, it's a benzo. And mm-hmm. I feel like, doesn't benzos kind of, like, affect your breathing because they slow it down? Okay. Yeah, right? That would sure. make sense. Like, if it's a benzo, yeah. something that kind of calms you down. Sure, that it slows sense. down your breathing. So, if you're taking that and you're also taking other things that do similar, because I did write down some of the stuff Simon had, and it was a lot of benzos and mm-hmm. a lot of depressants or things that slow you down. Mm-hmm. So, um, although they said they were kind of doing both uppers and... Um, this is downers. later on the documentary. Yeah, they yeah. talk
0: about how they would like stay up all
1: night doing like uppers and downers and whatever, whatever. And Brittany was saying right before she died she was telling someone, oh, when I walk up the stairs, I'm like winded. And she's like a 32-year-old woman, yeah. you know? And she's not that overweight. <laughs> she wasn't overweight she's, at all. Yeah, she she's got, underweight. Yeah, Even from
0: Hollywood she's got five or ten extra pounds, but she's not... Well, no, this is
1: like the Oh, end. this is right. This is, what this she's is like yeah, the so end. She's so she's thin. Very, so that's very like thin. not
0: normal. Right. And so the for this was a two parter, and the first part ends with we see Simon's mother and brother, and they tell us this is the first interview they've ever given.
1: Right, and they contacted the documentary people. Yes,
0: they heard about it and they reached out.
1: Yeah, so I was very curious what they had to say. I was like, Whew. I stopped in between, like I watched one yesterday. Yeah, the- I watched the them, second like, part today. Days. It
0: was like two- I had to stop after the first one and watch an episode of Gilmore Girls to like cleanse my palate.
1: But I was like, oh, that is a good cliffhanger. Yeah.
0: I've had, at this point, just so everyone's aware, moving forward, I've had almost a whole bottle of Prosecco, but now Siobhan's going to have some. I've had one and a so half we beers. we both be sparkling wine drunk.
1: I had half a beer because I spilled one in Jessica's office. It's okay. She was very nice about it. As I it. said,
0: I have two children and multiple animals. I'm very used to spills.
1: Oh, Jessica's giving me a heavy pour.
0: <laughs> We're going to watch a scary movie after this. Give and me. maybe ride
1: the Gravitron. Yeah. Which, you know, if
0: you know, you know.
1: <laughs> they may not know. I don't know if we ever talked about that, but we'll save that for another day. Yeah. Wonder another what day. that means. Wonder what the Gravitron means. Mm. Uh, There's your cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I feel like part one was a lot about Brittany and her upbringing, and now we're learning about now Simon. Now we're learning about
0: Simon. Yeah. It's a
1: whole fucking joke. Part two goes way more into Simon.
0: So we hear from this, like, filmmaker... Who met Simon and says that Simon like claimed to be a billionaire, claimed to have dated Madonna and El McPherson.
1: Is that true? I meant to look that up, but I doubt it's true unless he was just like in the same spot. So these are his claims. His grandfather founded British Steel, mm-hmm. and like you said, he was- which should be easy enough to debunk. Yeah, because this was only well, yeah, because it's still, it's like Google was still around. This
0: sure, is like in the yeah. early two thousands, <laughs> yeah.
1: like, but yeah. maybe it's like just not as comprehensive as it was now. I guess they like said he was—he said he was worth at least a billion dollars. He dated El McPherson and Madonna. He claimed he was the largest collector of veneer who painted the girl with the pearl earring. Sure. He had a collection of 17 Ferraris, specifically 17, not 15, not 20, 17. 17 Ferraris. And but... he said his movie that he released in England was the best reviewed independent <laughs> movie ever. The movie was called Two Days, Nine Lives, and basically it was not the best reviewed movie yeah, ever. It, it, it was sucks. terrible. He's oh, wait, dating- wait, we forgot the best part. The brain tumor. He he said he was dying from terminal brain cancer and he was cured by a, like, shark fin. Yes, he
0: purchased this cure that was made of shark fins. And this comes up more than once.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Um, he was dating like some model at the time. Apparently he spent all of her money and then dumped her and got engaged to her friend. And this
1: was his MO. This is like he would use a girl to get him into use these her up.
0: Yep.
1: into these like meetings, into these parties, spend all of her money, and then he would go on to the next girl. Yeah.
0: Mom and brother. His mom says he was always a charmer. Mm-hmm. His brother
1: says he was always a manipulator. Right. He had a very high IQ. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. His father died when he was a teenager, which made it seem like that was a big, obviously it's a big thing in anybody's life when their father dies, but being a teenager, it made him decide he wanted to, like, live in the moment. Mm -hmm. And his father died of cancer, too, I believe. Correct. Which his mom will later say, when he's claiming
0: to have cancer, his mom's like, well, I think he really believed it because of his father, which, like, no. But regardless. So that radar reporter from part one that he befriended says that she's, like, on vacation with her partner, and he's, like, calling her... A lot, constantly, and she says like she doesn't know if he thought there was something like romantic going on, but she's like, you know, I am a
1: lesbian, so yeah, like I at my
0: end there was
1: a lot of lesbian queens are in this movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the court, the the not the coroner, right, right, the coroner, the lady, the lady, autopsy lady. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We have a lot of um lesbian queens in this movie. <laughs> so, I love it.
0: And then on May 23rd, 2010, Simon is
1: found dead at the house. This is five months after Brittany Murphy died. Um, Simon's mother, Linda, also believed he was slowly deteriorating after her death, like Mm -hmm. in the months leading up. She could just tell, even though she wasn't with him, she just said he looked bad, disheveled, he sounded bad.
0: So Simon's dad, his mom tells us, thought that it was mold in their house, which is what I remember hearing at the time.
1: Well, the publicist said he he saw
0: with his own eyes. You could physically see it, and why? Did Brittany Murphy not have the money to get someone to come in and, like... Unless the they, well,
1: if if you're an alleged drug addict, you're probably you not paying anyone. attention, and they're living kind of like they said they were living with kind of like hoarders. Yeah, so they probably didn't have like someone coming in and cleaning, and it was just when I actually forgot about the mold part, and that I was yeah. like, I one time was in someone's um, basement, and I was only in there for a couple hours. I got so severely sick, and mm-hmm. it ended up being because they found there yeah. was mold in the well, basement. There was a big
0: thing in our town a few years ago because one of the schools had mold, <gasps> oh. and kids were getting sick, and like, thank God my kids don't go to school, but they um, they were getting really sick, and they ended up having to shut down one of the elementary schools in our town for an entire year Wow! and send those kids, like, out to other elementary schools, and um, They were closed for a whole year, and I remember it was, like,
1: a big thing because they said that, like, the board knew and didn't Mm -hmm. want to spend the money to, like... That is crazy, and that's, like, to me, like, knowing that I once got sick from someone's mold in their basement, just being in there for a couple hours, Mm -hmm. she's living there every day for months, Mm -hmm. and then Simon's living there afterwards for, like, months. But the question that comes up again later is, why didn't her mom get sick? That is weird. That is weird. But, like, sometimes you hear these weird things, like... One of my friends, she still lives with her mom. Like, you know, she's actually a business owner and stuff, too. She's not Mm like to be. And so she got COVID. Her mom never got COVID. Yeah. And they lived in the same place, and they got it from their neighbor. Or Mm -hmm. my friend got it from her neighbor. So it's just kind of like those things you hear about where, and her neighbor is actually the same thing happened to them. It was a married couple. The husband had it. The wife never got it. It's kind of crazy when you think you're, like, living in the same home, especially if you're married and sleeping in the same bed. So, everyone's talking about, like, the mold in the house,
0: but the coroner says that there was no evidence of mold in her lungs or in her organs when they did the autopsy. And they said they would be able to tell. Like, that's the thing.
1: Yes, that is true. You're right. Because that's what I remember thinking. I was like, oh, the mold. That makes sense, knowing how sick you can get. But then, mm. it is kind of odd that it wasn't in her system and they were living there. So, maybe right. it was more recent? It, I, like, I don't know how mold no. works. So, then her fucking dad shows up. Oh, well, first, let me tell you what Simon had in his system. Go ahead. Because, so, Simon also... Basically, passed away from the same things. They said he had pneumonia, just like Brittany did. And he also had depressants. Like, I caught... They give you a little snippet of the autopsy, and I saw Valium and Vicodin. It's like, how do you have a prescription for both? But that's what... You doctor shop. You don't tell your doctors, like, what's going on. on? You know, you're a celebrity. Well, he's not really a celebrity, but... Another thing, the publicist... I actually thought the publicist was really interesting in this because I felt like he got a lot of good information Mm -hmm. about what it was like being with them the months after that britney passed away he said that i think it was the day before he died he saw him Mm -hmm. and that he was drifting what he Mm -hmm. thought was in and out of sleep and Mm -hmm. he had a cigar in one hand a drink of cognac in the other and that this must be kind of freaky because he says now when i think back at it he's like i'm watching him dying Yes, and he was like, I didn't know it, but... That's, you know. like, got to be really freak, freaky. See that, think, oh, okay, he's just on something, he's just whatever, but then have them pass away the next day and be like, oh, my God, like, he was, like, actually dying. Actively like, dying, yeah. Yeah, like, that's got to be really hard as a person to, like, deal with seeing that, like, the day before someone passed away. Mm-hmm. Someone texted me the day before they passed away, and I that freaked me out and, like, effed me out for a while. So then her dad reaches out to the radar reporter. Saying that he thinks that she was murdered,
0: which just immediately pissed me off because he's never been part of her life, and he starts doing interviews,
1: like going on TV, yeah, and like yeah, he was never part of her life. Basically, they said like he started showing up basically when she got famous. Yes. Because it was very clear from the beginning of this documentary, he was not even his name was not even mentioned. Mm -hmm. Like that's how little he was involved. They literally say like it was her and her mom or dad wasn't around, and that's right. And his name is Angelo. And I think another weird aspect of Angelo is that he becomes friends with a Britney Megapad. Can we talk about it? And she goes, "He was my best friend. My best friend. What?" Like this girl probably at the time was I'm gonna guess in her twenties. She Somebody... must have been. She
0: looked about our age in the documentary. Yeah,
1: and so this is like...
0: and it says like Britney Murphy fan club member, which like that's a thing. Okay. Yeah. But it like I was like just thinking, like, imagine what your life must be that you are taking it upon yourself to launch an independent investigation into the death of Britney Murphy Murphy with her father.
1: Right, or and this is just what you're you do. launching an investigation to death of your child, whether how close you were or not, with, with a mega fan, with a mega fan. Like, it's, why is that th- so goddamn? He was so she actually him. did he pass away because she started... I, I feel like know. she talked about him in the past tense. I don't think
0: it's said, but she they talk about how she mm-hmm. helped him find. Gravesite oh, um, because he was like banned from her gravesite site like, multiple times yeah
1: they said because you know what i wondered because so she was buried at forest lawn and some of the grave sites there you you have be to be dead? family mm-hmm. you have to be family like if, i'm thinking of the right people if, i'm thinking of the right cemetery i mean um Jean harlow is buried in one of those places where you can't go visit gene harlow's grave you actually have to Know somehow be involved in her family, which I don't think at this point you do. Well, think about the time she died, it's like the 1930s. You're not really thinking she's going to be some legendary person. In 2021, we'll want to go visit her. Another famous person, actually, she's buried in the same type of crypt. It's like another one of those wall crypts. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Irving Felberg.
0: Mm. Is i want to go there if i can convince jared to do an la trip that's gonna be on my list
1: girl i'll do an la trip and we can go see all because i go see marilyn monroe's grave every single trip yeah that's my for your danny halden took me there if, the father one of the things and it's true it is kind of odd he keeps pointing out that sharon is the oldest of the three people and two of them have passed away and sharon did not pass away and that is weird i'm not mad at that it is weird because you th- also think if they're also trying to say, oh, mold might play a ch- chance into their deaths, even though it wasn't found in Britney's. I don't know if they said it was actually found in Simon's. They just concentrated oh, they on said. what was in Britney's yeah. autopsy. They did find, and so this started becoming a little bit of like a conspiracy, started from finding allegedly high concentrations of heavy metals yeah. in Britney's system. But they
0: go on to say that it was in her hair, which they said could come from like any hair product. she
1: was Right, using. and I guess it's just like one of those things because it shows you how there's all these stories. They always show like the stories that were written about Britney's death and like before her her death and afterwards. And so they talk about like Press Hilton writing "poisoned" over their pictures and That's stuff like that. That's a whole other thing. I want to talk. About. Well, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to the Press Hilton Perez of, it of it all. all. Yeah. <laughs> But of course, they only print the salacious things, being like, oh, these are the types of metals found in rat poison. She sure. must have been poisoned. But they don't say, oh, it's also the same thing found in hair dye, hairspray, yeah. and it's all in her hair. And they she show like, all her hair. different hair colors. <laughs> yeah, and they also, like, she has a long hair. So mm-hmm. if anyone knows anything about stuff being in your hair, they made it seem like. If this was something she was poisoned, it'd be at the base of her follicles, not throughout her long hair Right, that she had. Now her
0: dad's saying he wants the body exhumed. Like, what? I know, like, let her rest in peace. Oh, for God's sake. This is around the time they say they start to suspect the mom because she was healthy, which I was saying, like, after that first 911 call, I do not for a second believe.
1: I don't think so either. I think she was just a victim of Simon. And then the just one, like, like they go
0: back to showing all the girls doing their makeup and talking about Brittany Murphy, and one of them is like, moms take out their kids all the time. Do they?
1: No. What? That's, like, a very <laughs> rare thing, I feel like.
0: Like, am I like mom of the year because I haven't killed my kids yet? And you're like, also
1: not killing your, if anything, your cash cow. When did she have to gain what would she from that? benefit? Right. Yeah. I like, mean,
0: she was like the beneficiary of Britney's will, but still, like they were close. Like why? Right. Why?
1: Like that? So I don't, what? It I just don't,
0: doesn't make sense.
1: I don't believe that either.
0: It doesn't make sense. So they say that she probably developed the anemia from not eating, and they talk about how Simon would like make comments about her body.
1: And then she started, started getting more insecure. plastic surgery. Started talking her into more plastic surgery. And yeah. they kind of, this is another time how they go around in time. So they go back to the mid-2000s and they discuss, and this is kind of where the press Hilton of it all comes in, they discuss all the rumors that were around Britney and that she was doing drugs, acting crazy. They
0: showed this clip of her trying to present an award but she's, like, so out of it. She can't figure out which name she's supposed to read. It's really cringy.
1: She, like, says the wrong name at one point, And it is kind of like she, it's like, if it's you watch an award watch. show, yeah. you know what the deal is. You say the nominees, whatever's on the teleprompter, and maybe the teleprompter wasn't working. That does happen. But you still get the idea of, like, what you're supposed right. to well, do. Right. Well, she's,
0: like, looking at a, you know, you have the thing you open that yeah. says the name of
1: the winner. But I thought this was interesting. So at one point she calls Kathy to Jimmy crying, asking if she could call her agent. And Kathy says, like, at the time she had a very high-powered agent. She wanted to call her be like, please convince him. I'm not on drugs. I'm not crazy. Like, I need someone. So obviously her management was seeing these stories out and on Prez Hilton and other blogs and questioning if they mm-hmm. were true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when you forget how nasty Prez Hilton could be.
0: Oh, I'm like embarrassed that we read it so religiously at the time. Do you... Do we still have the cameo that I got you from
1: him? I think you only get those for a short amount of time. Like I think for like they're only available for I wish six we could months. Find it somewhere, Jessica be, once like, got me share. for my birthday. Jessica, well for our birthdays, Jessica and I like to get cameos. Yes. Although I feel really bad because I couldn't get Jessica one for her birthday because they, they really shot up during pandemic. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they're really it's really fine. expensive now. Yeah, once they go back down, I'm gonna get you a surprise one just for a fun little huh. day. I'll look forward to it. I know you will be very yeah, excited. The very
0: first one I got Shabon one from Perez. Do I say who's the second person you got me? It was um, Elise, Elise Donovan. Donovan from
1: Clueless.
0: That and was in great. it. She said, "Enjoy celebrating your birthday. Don't do any activities where balls fly at your nose." And we squealed. Yeah,
1: Ooh, sorry, Elise. I think I probably did do that on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Perez spent
0: the time. <laughs> It was kind of funny. Talking about how he couldn't figure out how to pronounce her name.
1: At one point, he did pronounce it correctly, but he kept calling me "sha." He's like, I'm just going to call you Shuh. I think that's what it is. Which, So he got part of it correct. He eventually did say my name correctly, amongst a lot of other incorrect names.
0: Siobhan got me one from Margie Mays from American Idol. Because, our friend. Yes, friend of the pod. Our friend of the pod, Margie Mays, who I loved on American Idol. She was on our podcast. If you go back and listen to the Lizzie the episode. She's a dream. Episode, she's amazing. She's a queen. And we talked to her about the game Chubby Bunny on the podcast where you, like, stuff the marshmallows in your mouth and see. And in the...
1: Um, we joked at the time when we recorded a podcast. I was like, oh, we love, like, because she started doing cameos. Yes. So I was like, oh, and she joked. We joked about it. So I was so like, we like,
0: oh, we'll pay you to do Chubby Bunny. So for my birthday, Siobhan got me a cameo where Margie did Chubby Bunny, and it was really cute.
1: Which is <laughs> what do you think about it? She had to go to the store and buy She's like, had marshmallows. marshmallows. on hand for
0: that. I know. Who has
1: marshmallows Margie, on hand? Margie, girl,
0: if you're listening to this, we need you back to talk about Titanic. I was going to say Titanic. Mays, bless her sweetheart, talk to us for three full hours about the Lizzie McGuire movie. And if you haven't listened to it, you should go back. She needs
1: that, to be the it's... biggest star in the world because she has, she actually is like a Brittany Murphy with like a very great personality, She's very bubbly and like a queen. Yeah.
0: And we love her. Yes. And American Idol did not do right by her, but that's beside yeah, now
1: I love you, Margie.
0: I'm
1: mm. pointing hey, to her in case you've made this into TikTok. Love <laughs> yep, you. Love yeah. you. So actually, so this was kind of interesting though, Perez. Because we all—if you follow Perez even a little bit, like I don't go on his website at all anymore. He but even still have it. He yeah, still do all that bullshit he used to do where he like draws on the pictures. Well, so he th- must not right. Once he, he about- had children, he realized he kind of had like a coming come Jesus come Jesus to Jesus moment, and was like. Oh, that was pretty shitty, all the stuff yeah. I did. And so Perez it was actually kinda interesting to hear him talk about it because he's very he has been very open about how horrible he was. Mm-hmm. And he said he missed. Did not view celebrities as real people. He's like, I didn't really view myself as a real yeah, person. Yeah, he says, like,
0: I saw them as characters. Like, I saw Perez as a character. And that totally makes it.
1: sense because when you think about it, that was the way at that time. That He wasn't yes. the only snarky blog then. He's not the only snarky blog now. We had a he parody blog about ourselves. We called at it the, time. the Dunes. It was a parody on The Hills.
0: Yeah, and it was like, I think about it sometimes. It's really funny because I'm like, if that had been 10 years later, if we were 10 years. Younger, we would have made an Instagram. Mm-hmm. We would have made a TikTok. It would
1: have been like a whole
0: I thing. I made like a blog
1: spot. And we just did Yeah, it for but fun. it was like a
0: blog. And it was just for fun. It was just a joke because we were always like, we always joked that we were like Atlantic City socialites because yeah. we were out at like.
1: And the hills was a very popular it was very show popular, at the time. So we, were we like said the Dunes, would, like
0: at every club. Like we knew, you know, we knew the bouncers and like the staff. We had like VIP cards to different to clubs. every like cool club in Atlantic City, and so we would like joke about it. And we would write these little like blog pieces, like Perez. It was just you know we're obviously we have a podcast now, Like that's yeah. The, we. We content creating is like fun for us,
1: so it was like it's something... kind of like a recap of our weekend. So if our friends, yeah, came, like whatever we...
0: happened, like out at the club that weekend, yeah. we'd like post some pictures. We would sometimes pose for like fake paparazzi... Remember, we were like twenty two when we yeah. were doing this. We yeah. would like pose for like fake paparazzi pictures, and, like with them. It was funny, it was cute, but that's like how much that was like the and culture. Then we'll, as we
1: the got into like more of our mid twenties, our friends would be like, "Can you edit that? <laughs> vlog and take my name off." off of it? We took it
0: down because obviously none of us wanted it up anymore. Multiple friends were trying to get... (laughs) One of our friends was like... I'm applying for a job and I googled myself and I know you took it down but it comes up like mirrored so there were all these like other steps we had to go through to like actually get it like, And that was boss. off. we had multiple people for content. real yeah. yeah it was funny people who thought it was funny at the time yeah that's the yeah. thing that kind
1: of annoyed me because it was like well at the time you asked me to a- actually put right. you in everyone it right everyone thought it was hilarious like yeah. our friends would be
0: like oh my god write a piece about me for it like everyone thought because one was friend got kind of
1: nasty about it and I was like you literally asked me to put you into it and you thought it was hilarious and thought it was great So don't yeah, act like like, I did It was like a big joke, shady. but this was like
0: 2007. Yeah, this was So this early. was before influencers were a thing. Oh, for there sure. There was no Instagram. YouTube wasn't as big a thing wasn't as it now. There wasn't much
1: YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: if that was ten years later, if it was five years later. The word
1: influencer wasn't even It wasn't existing. a thing. It wasn't yeah. a thing
0: people said. Um, but if it had been just a few years later, we would have built a whole online presence around it. We were out of our time.
1: Do you know how I um know like when Instagram started? It was because the first time I ever saw Instagram was at your wedding afterward after your wedding, one of your friends was on it and they had used the filters to make it like an old timey mm. like scrapbook, like the nineteen fifties. Like I forget what that one's called now, but the one with the white border. Yeah.
0: I was like, how
1: did you my very first Instagram post, I was pregnant. I remember it was
0: a picture of, like, some shake or smoothie or something that I was, like, craving. And I was pregnant, oh, so it was, like, remember? a few months later. I I'm... I remember you telling me about it. I remember you were, like, it's, like, Twitter, but pictures.
1: Yeah, and I was, I wonder what my first post is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's from your wedding because. Oh. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I saw that and I was like, oh, this is cool. You can, like, put filters on these pictures. Because was, yeah. like, there wasn't many apps that you could put filters on pictures know. and share it. And so I was like, "Oh, cool!" There was no real—I really
0: other social media, right? I like wish there was, there was an my easy way. And there was Facebook. Yeah,
1: and, I, and, I wish and, there was an easy it. way for me to figure out like my. Very scroll, scroll all, the all the way. That's lame. I don't wanna have... So all this negative press about Britney going mm-hmm. back to her—it kind of led to a hit in her career. Yes. And, so, like, word around town was that she was difficult, and that yeah, she was difficult to date. She was like doing drugs, and I mean, those were I was hearing those stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I was hearing stories. She made
0: this movie across the hall, and the director says that like the very first. Oh day. wait, wait,
1: wait! Before all that, we forgot one important part. Um. So. Her being in a dip in her career led her open to someone like Simon coming into her life. And the thing yes. we keep hearing about Simon is that he cut her off from everyone. To so the yes. point, they had an intervention with Brittany and her mother. Which is, like,
0: typical, her like, you know, toxic relationship Right, bullshit. and so
1: her friends had an uh, intervention with Brittany and her mother, finding out all this information, and they just honestly they just refused to believe it and they didn't want to believe it and they thought the friends were lying and simon mm-hmm. was they were like we choose to believe simon which is yep. so sad when all of your friends are telling you this guy's bad news <sighs> and then like is the friends what can you do at that point she's an adult and then he cuts them off mm-hmm. he changes her her phone numbers he cuts off her landline and that becomes the thing where you cannot contact Brittany murphy unless you go through Brittany's
0: simon fine. right um they also talk around this time briefly to like his former trainer and mm. apparently he had been like dating this model he pulls up in this like vintage ferrari she's got a huge diamond they're like newly engaged and then he says he like stop paying his bills he starts like running up this big balance so the guy wasn't like letting him schedule any more sessions and then he calls and he's like i'm dating britney murphy now so we're like coming back and he said that Britney was, like, for sure under the influence. Yes, the first he time said her.
1: very specifically he thought she was high mm-hmm. during them. And
0: we find out that around that same time, she fired her entire team.
1: Now, I also thought this was creepy. He would not just drive her to work. He would, like, wait for Wait her. for her. It seemed like, they made it seem like you waited for her in the car. yeah. And, like, and she would, like, go out to the car, like, on break. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, this made it seem like it was during, like, King of the Hill, which, mm. I mean, ran for a very long, like, has run for a very long time, and they said, like, she'd just stopped having lunch with us. Mm-hmm. It was, like, every free moment she had, she would go back to Simon. Mm-hmm. And then she's making this movie across
0: the hall. They show footage of her filming it. They show her, like, I don't know for some reason it, like, darked me out. When she
1: called line, I was like, Oof. She was late. He said the very first three day. Three hours late. Three hours late. And anytime she interacted with Simon, her demeanor would completely change. Yeah, he change. said you could for, for sure tell. the best worse. Hell,
0: like when she had been around Simon, like on a break... She doesn't know her lines. He says it was like Jekyll and Hyde, like when she mm-hmm. before she was with Simon, and then when she wasn't. It
1: is a lot. Some of the stuff is shades of Britney Spears. She didn't have access to her emails mm-hmm. or her own phone, mm-hmm. and Simon had access to everything. Mm-hmm. And during the same movie,
0: they say that she refused to do any scenes that had mm-hmm. any kind of intimacy because she was like worried about Simon. And the director says he made a comment like in front of Simon about how they were going to have to replace her, and that's
1: why like he ended up. And he said to, like, Simon go ahead got and scared it. and was suddenly like before when he's telling Britney no, I don't want you sleeping, with right, like a suddenly, fake sleeping with someone. But then, whoa, when the money might run out, all of a sudden he's like, Oh, she'll do whatever you want. triggered me because I remembered, I had a very compelling
0: boyfriend in college, and mm. um, I was in a play for my theater kids. I was in How I Learned to Drive by Paula Vogel, and I played Little Bit, which is, like, an incredible Very role. iconic. It is. Mary Louise theater. Parker played it um, oh, on Broadway. So I was, like, I'm about to say the word bless. But like only a little ironically, it was like a huge deal for me to be. It able to, was huge. It was, you were a
1: freshman, weren't you?
0: I was a sophomore. Oh, it was sophomore huge. Still a big yeah, deal. no, it was a big deal.
1: It was a big deal. She it came was a, from a big theater school guy. Yeah, it
0: was like a really big role in a really um like kind of iconic play. And I played a little girl who the whole like thing of the plot is that over the course of her childhood she's getting like molested by her uncle. And, but he's her uncle by marriage, and he seems to really care about her. So the whole play, you're like, "Is this as bad as I think it is?" And then in the very last scene, you see it happen for the first time.
1: He's like, "I still remember letting I can her. Still picture he it. lets
0: her like sit on his lap. He's going to teach her how to drive, and you see him like."
1: Grope her, grope her for the first and time. Her, and she's yeah. like
0: 11, and he like
1: gropes like And they and do it on stage. Boobs and guys, it's on stage. It's and very I remember serious. like when
0: we rehearsed it for the first time, like the director was like, "Now the actor who played him is to Matt Shell was on our podcast. That's how we became best friends because it was like we're either going to become best friends or this is going to be weird. Yeah,
1: um, and he's amazing. The Dream Girls episode. That's our friend Matt Shell. Yeah, you should who, go check that out because he's awesome. He's
0: amazing. But um, I was like you know the director was like what can we do to make this more comfortable for you and I was like I don't really want anyone here who doesn't have to be here for like the first time we do it like whatever and what made it like kind of easier to do was that Matt was like more uncomfortable than I was like it was like a good guy right it was just like a whole thing but I remember the night that my boyfriend came to see it I remember like freaking out backstage and being like can you not go as like all in on it as like What's would, that? And know, that's not fair like to you. Like the night before, my eighty-five-year-old aunt had seen it, and I wasn't I was worried say, about that. But that's <laughs> but not like, fair to you, especially it as an just, actress. It's just ridiculous. It's such a red flag. So I was like triggered hearing that this was like a thing that Britney went through yeah. and that was you know my college production of how i learned to drive you're britney murphy making a movie and this is the shit you're worrying
1: about that's right. just bananas and me. then it's also like obviously that just shows how manipulative it is because mm-hmm. once he learned that that was going to affect the money coming in he's oh yeah now no, it's it. okay yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah 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 she could do it yeah. she could do it and around this time i noted in my notes that she looked great as a blonde Oh, she looked great. She actually, there's a whole little thing about her going blonde, too. She's like, I've always wanted to be
0: blonde. Super cute blonde. Um, They ask his mom around this time if they think, if she thinks that he, like, embellished anything about his life, which could... Clearly he did. Clearly. And the mom is like, I think people hear what they want to hear. I'm sure it's hard to be having this conversation about your own kid, but Jesus Christ, you volunteered for this interview. I
1: think, well, well, let's get into it right now. So one of the people they interview from Simon's life, it's not just his mother and his brother, they find, we find out, oh no, this I did not know, Ooh. Simon had not one, but two, children. two children. And it sounds like he knew, They everybody knew of the older teenage daughter, mm-hmm. but... I love this. The publicist that they keep interviewing didn't. He didn't, didn't even know. know about the son, and the son looks just like him. Just like him. him, and so it's like they tell the publicist, like you know, there's a second child. He's like, what? This is a documentary. People <laughs> <Fable laughs> telling he him, He say that again. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it was kind of like the tracks. Like was they leave that tracks. So yeah, shocked but not. This triggered me one night. So she they've been dating and everything. They she lived in France, but she's like American, but she just happened to be living in France and she was successful, like built up this life for himself. She met this guy, Simon, thought it was wonderful, they get engaged. And there's one night where she specifically says she was not in the mood to have sex. And he told her that he was dying of cancer. All of a sudden, he has spinal cord cancer. And so she, of course, if, like, you're in love with someone, it's your fiancé, and he's, like, I'm keeping something from you. I have cancer. Like, of course you're going to change your demeanor. And as she says, like, You'll we do had. it every once. Like, <laughs> I had sex with him, so he got and she what says, he wanted. Like,
0: she started, I don't know what else she said after this, but she started to say, like, it was forceful and then Addie happened to be it was the five minutes of this of whole course. thing that Addie sat with me so I just like fast forwarded really quick. Oh so was, like, she mm-hmm. said
1: basically I mean she alleged that he raped her because she said I didn't always want to have sex but he got what he wanted. So I like mm. that triggered me and um basically he used this ruse of him having cancer to Same tell thing her, about the shark fin cure. Also, he said he wanted to have a child right away because wasn't he, like, worried that th- he told her he was worried the treatments would, like, make him impotent or, like, yeah. not be able to have kids. She also says that she, similar to Brittany, got really sick, started, like, losing all this weight. She was sick, but he wouldn't take her to the doctor. And his, her friends were really concerned. Her friends and was, were was like, worried. you need to take her to the doctor. So this is really, of all the messed up things, so he decides he wants her to give birth to the baby in America. Mm-hmm. He flies her to New York. He doesn't go to New York, he stays in Monaco. And she says the first time she calls he him, Ghost Sir. He hangs up on her and he will refuse to answer her calls the whole rest of the time. And she finds his mom and she says that his mom admitted that yeah, he told me he had cancer too and I was paying for all these treatments, but it's not true. But then
0: later the mom's like, he didn't
1: like swindle me. I gave she, the money. Like, she yeah, called herself know. foolish. I foolishly gave him the money. No, honey, no. your son swindled you. Oh come on. Like yeah, she
0: was- also around this time it mentions that like um the Britney's mom called Publicist, I guess it was, and she had like all this jewelry because mm-hmm. she was like out of cash. Now she was. This is benefic- after Simon
1: has passed away,
0: right? She's the beneficiary of Britney's estate. Estate, but it turns out that Simon spent most of her money, so there's not a lot left. Um, but we hear
1: during the inter- the documentary, we hear him talk about on uh, real estate, on jewelry. They're telling us in the documentary this is what he's spending her three million dollars right. on that he right. spent in three years. So then he's got, she's got
0: this jewelry, and she asks the publicist to go sell it because she is out of cash and he takes it to a jeweler and it turns out multiple jewelers. Multiple jewelers and they all tell him none of it's real.
1: And this is like her mom thinking this is gonna be like this this is going to be like her nest egg. Yeah. And she goes Because you know this mom, which like sounds
0: kind of gross, but like her mom dedicated her whole when she would have otherwise had like a career or
1: whatever. She dedicated her life to Brittany. Like that was her That was the deal. And honestly, when they talk to the people that have known Britney prior to Simon, everyone has nice things to say about Sharon. Like I think that's important to say. No one's saying, "Oh, she was a stage mom." I think no. I think she.
0: By the time everything went bananas, I think she was deep in her grief and was susceptible to like a person like Simon. I don't think she's a bad person.
1: And who knows? Like I said, what was going on behind closed doors while Britney was still alive? If there's anxieties and different things and someone's telling you oh we'll take this this will make you feel better do this will make you feel better that's
0: what i always say about judy garland like when it comes up and people are like well she was a drug addict she was this, she was that South i'm Maryland. always like if you are a child and someone you trust your mother in judy's case is telling you take this pill it's safe of course you're gonna take yeah it. or just your doctors in general yeah why like you're, you yeah
1: and that's like very classic of old school Hollywood, the uppers and the downers, to keep them going when they needed them to keep going, and to shut them down when they wanted them to be shut down. Um, and But in this case, it was, kind of sounds like Simon that was running so, the show. Right. So he ghosts
0: the mother of his son, and then she tells us that, once he marries Brittany, mm-hmm. then he calls her and is, like, offering to buy her a house. Like, offering, like all these things to, like, shut her up, basically, because now the stakes are higher. Now yeah, very he's clear. to Brittany Murphy, and he doesn't want anything to mess that up. And they said, like, probably he was spending Brittany's
1: money to, like, you know, the kid was, like, in private schools in England. So that's what they think, that instead of putting the money into investments like he claimed, he was actually giving it to the mother of his child. Which, I mean... If you want to give your kid an education, but tell your freaking wife that's what you're doing. And they like, said
0: they don't think Britney even knew he had kids. No.
1: I don't, I, and I agree with that. I don't yeah. think she knew either because the fact that like the publicist didn't know, it seemed like he was very, even you know, after Britney died, why would he keep that secret after Britney died? You know? Like, yeah. so obviously it was something he didn't help people.
0: Yeah, Um, and it just goes on to explain a little bit more about how her. her career was really suffering, because the word around town was that he was nuts. They explain how she was in, like, Clueless, which is a classic, Eight Mile, which is, like, a beloved movie, mm-hmm. and then now all of a sudden she's in, like, some of the movies they showed at the end, I was like, I've never even heard of this. I
1: know, and I remember thinking towards, like, the end of her career at one point being like, why is she, like, Brittany Murphy is great, like, why is she doing direct-to... Direct-to-DVD. DVD, DVD yeah. movies, like, like, oh, I'm like, I wonder what's going on. I remember thinking this, because I've always liked Brittany Murphy. And mm-hmm. I was like, because Clueless was such a big deal to me. Like, you so people who sure. Clueless was a big deal, you always kind of follow those people's because You're like, oh, that's Dion sure. from Clueless, like, you know? Yeah. And so for her, especially, and also the fact that she had this major transformation where she went from, like, the friend of to a sex bomb and this sure. gorgeous woman. like that, And like I said, she probably at one point, I mean, I would argue she probably became the famous out of all of them. Alicia Silverstone didn't have a didn't career do like much her. after that. Yeah.
0: Although, side note, she's on the Babysitter's Club show on Netflix. Highly recommend.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. Highly. But when you but think yeah, about the height, mean, I mean, That was it. That
0: was the height for yeah. her. Stacey Dash went off the rails after that.
1: Right, and like, and, Bre- and Meyer, I would probably argue is probably the most I successful. Love me some Breckenmeier. And, and even Donald Faison, he was in of Donald Faison was on Scrub. Yeah, but like Paul Rudd, obviously. Oh, duh, why am I not even thinking about Paul? Okay, Paul Rudd's the most famous. Paul Rudd is the, but I the would say standout. But Murphy's too. Yeah. I would say she was the second. Even now, like, I would say. Yeah. She probably had the most Yes, because even she Donald
0: had that one iconic TV show, but that was it.
1: Yeah, she opened, Brady Murphy opened multiple movies by herself. Like, Little Black Book, she was the main person in that. Uptown mm. Girls, she was the main person in that. Yeah, and we then, didn't see much of Alicia Silverstone. We didn't see much of um, Stacey Dash. And even the direct-to-DVD movies, she was the Star. She mm-hmm. was the main character and stuff. I mean, she did, don't say a word, with Michael Douglas. I remember mm-hmm. that actually being a pretty big movie at the time. So she yeah. definitely had some really good high-profile roles in movies and stuff.
0: And so then we find out that she was filming her last movie in Puerto Rico, and they replaced her after two days because Simon, like, hit
1: someone. Yeah, and the makeup artist... Oh, yeah, that was wild. She was told that Simon was going to be her makeup artist, which I'm like, I don't know. Why if- was that allowed? That's why I was curious. I meant to ask, I wanted to ask you I'm like on independent movies are makeup artists like by person? Like do you have to pay your because I have heard those stories where you're doing a very small movie and you do have to pay for your own stuff. If she's like hired by the studio to just, that's what it sounded like she was hired in the makeup artist on yeah. the movie and was told, "Oh no, 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 Simon's doing her makeup." That was my only thing being like, "Well, if she's hired for the movie, wouldn't the studio pay for why, the makeup was that a being done?" Choice. Right. And they even show the clips of the movie because she's like her hair was not washed, and they show you a clip of her hair looking like looking all like and awful. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and they show like around that time she was like a joke. They show weekend update on SNL. Um, making a joke, and they have someone there doing like an impression of her Horrible. that I did not think was good. No,
1: that was not a good it was impression. Embarrassing. It was not. A good I didn't impression even get
0: like what they were trying to do.
1: I thought another thing that interesting that the makeup artist said was um, that Simon seemed like he was in a trance the whole time, and at yeah. one point she snapped his finger, her fingers in front of him to see if he would do anything, and he didn't even flinch. He didn't like respond at all. And like you would think, you would just like at least look at the person and be like, "Why'd you do that?" Right. And then Perez says
0: that he was in an interview and he was asked, like, what celebrity he would predict would. So
1: dark. Guy. And he said, Brittany Murphy. Which. I mean, he does feel bad about it now. He said but he feels bad
0: about it now. Although yeah.
1: he does make a point. It does say something. Yeah. About what her kind of image was at the yeah.
0: time. It gave me some feelings. Because for a couple years, I did a celebrity death pool just because like, I it joined was funny. you on that. Yeah. It was funny. And, like, you don't. I don't know. You don't. I tried to pick, like,. Older people. So Me too. Wasn't, I wasn't
1: picking young people. But um, I picked Pete Davidson one year. Oh, no, you did. I remember
0: that actually. Yeah. And then just a few weeks later, I saw Pete Davidson in person at SNL, and I felt a little bad. Like <laughs> you should. <laughs> Pete Pete's turned around. I saw a really funny thing. Oh, sorry, sorry. I saw a really funny thing on TikTok recently. It was like this. It was like a joke conspiracy theory, but it was a conspiracy theory that when John Mulaney was helping Pete Davidson, like, get his life back together, that they had a Freaky Friday situation. <laughs> I thought that was so funny I saw that, so too. Accurate.
1: I saw that, too. It was actually pretty compelling. It's a pretty good theory. Yeah. I, I'm ready to believe it. But then they go on to talk about how, like you said, she was in Puerto Rico, and she got sick. And one of the things, like, th- this, we talked about this earlier, but... Simon would keep her up all night, but then mm-hmm. she'd still get up early in the morning, so she was really riding on fumes. Yeah, she and wasn't well
0: rested, she wasn't eating, she wasn't sleeping. Her immune she, system she was
1: nothing. obviously very, obviously very down. And like, even actually earlier in the documentary, Simon's own mother says that, I think what I had said, like, oh, I walk up the stairs and I'm winded, do you think I'm dying? And she's like, But I don't believe that she said that. I think that's bizarre. I know. I guess, well, I mean, that would scare me if I was, like, supposed to be healthy and, like, walking up the stairs made me out of breath. That would, like, freak me out. it freaked so me out just, now. I mean, I'm not the best shape, but it I would, would freak me out now if I was out of breath. Before, I would go to my mother-in-law
0: and be like, do you think I'm dying? Well, that's the
1: problem. That everybody was like, why did this yeah, woman not go to a doctor? Why did her husband keep her from going to a doctor? And, unfortunately, it was probably because of whatever he was telling her she Neither. should be taking, yep. is my opinion. Yeah, that's probably right. So, the movie, the documentary ends, one of the last things they show you is her, the premiere. I'm just
0: looking at your notes where it says, how a horrible impression on SNL. <laughs> I, read, I, read exactly. I was really offended. Yeah. No, in my notes, good. I wrote, this impression on SNL is not good.
1: It's not mm. good. Um, yeah. I'm not even saying that because she's trying to act like her effed up. Even yeah. that no, it was, just, it just, it just wasn't, wasn't a good, good impression. Good. Um. So, at the Across the Hall premiere, which is the one that she showed up late to, mm. didn't know her lines. Actually, it was cute. The director was like, she was so great at the premiere. He was herself. sweet. He
0: seemed like he was really rooting for her. Yeah.
1: And he was like, honestly, if she told, even with everything that happened, if she told me, let's do it again, I probably would have said yes, because like, that's how great she is. And, but you see, she's very frail. Like, he didn't have to tell me. You can see she's frail. Yeah. She's unsteady on her feet. She kind of like, you know, you mm. could tell she's not steady. And even for her, she's very skinny. Yeah, even for her. And it's two weeks before she passes away. And it's just really I remember even at the time that she died seeing footage from that premiere because that was touted as like, oh, her last public appearance. Sure. also thought it was interesting that Simon wasn't there because a yeah. lot of times he came with her and yeah, they were all like over she each like other. Never without him. Yeah. yeah. So that I thought was interesting because they kept kind of looking to see if he was off to the side. But I was like, well, no, he'd be taking pictures with her. He'd want yeah. the attention. I think one thing this documentary doesn't get into that I really want to know more about, they only touched on how they were paranoid and felt like people were watching them. Mm -hmm. And that, I felt like, was more of a thing. When she passed away, people were talking about that. How they they felt like people were listening in on their conversations. They were scared their house was bugged. And it was kind of like, I want to know why were they thinking anyone would be doing that what are they doing that someone would be listening to them but to me that's obviously like probably simon putting that paranoia into britney even if britney was doing drugs even britney was doing heroin coke all that mm. stuff why would she think someone was actually listening in on her and sure. like recording her that's obviously like simon's influence to make her right, paranoid like putting that in her head and yeah. being scared to of the outside world Further isolating her. her, Right. Sure. Further isolating her. Further, also an excuse to put up cameras around the house, so if maybe he's gone and she's there, he knows exactly what she's doing. He was. If anyone was bugging the house, it was probably him to make sure she wasn't doing anything. And that's like basically the end. Like they say
0: that if someone would have just taken her to the doctor a few days earlier, she'd probably be alive today.
1: Yeah. Some people even suggest that if they called the ambulance right away on the night yeah yeah like and i do remember hearing at the time that the mother was saying like yeah she thought i would she said like mommy i think i'm dying i mean i don't know about you like you've actually gone through childbirth and stuff but i remember one time having the flu and i literally went i'm dying
0: i always (laughs) remember the story about my nephew keith (laughs) now like 15 but when he was like i don't know three he got like a flu and he threw up for the first time that he could remember and my sister-in-law tara said he was throwing up. it's not funny but it's like a little funny he was throwing up and he was going i'm, <laughs> I can't. He's going, Say it. I'm never gonna see daddy again oh, and tara was really... like what are you talking about like why wouldn't you see daddy again he thought he was
1: dying
0: so sad. <laughs> sad.
1: Oh, my God. But I remember I was like a teenager and I had the flu. And I literally remember thinking, like, am I dying? And I like because I could have had trouble breathing. Like, you know, you get a cough and everything. So, yeah. like, it, that. so that's why when she says those things, like, am I dying? Like, I was like, I believe her saying that. Like, I believe that. Like, I know how it is when you're super sick. And she had pneumonia. Like, she didn't know it. She was really sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But Brittany was such a bright light. It's just such a shame what happened. She
0: just seems like she was just
1: such a nice girl. That's like the kind of thing that keeps going on. Like obviously, like they had those hard times with her at the end of her career, like filming movies. But it didn't even seem like it was a personality Uh thing. Like her yelling at people being rude was the
0: problem. Yeah, it
1: was Simon and whatever Simon was doing to her that was keeping her from being present. Mm -hmm. You know, keeping her from being on time. You know, whatever he was giving her to calm down or. You know. Yeah. But now he's passed away and they say basically Brittany's mother is recluse. Nobody talks to her. I really wish they That's she the talked in this documentary. But I don't think I'm sure that. she probably has a lot of guilt. Even What's if she what would she what could she say? Even if like like said say you're, you're hurt and you literally had no idea that it was going to go this way and you had no ill will or anything. You're going to blame yourself and be like, "How did I not know this guy was a bad guy?" Sure. Because that's what she obviously didn't find out until after she died that he was a fraud. Yeah. Because she f- assumed everything, the jewelry and stuff, was real. It mm. seems like the jewelry thing was when she kind of realized. Oh, yeah. No, because he definitely controlled her. Mm-hmm. You see it in their interviews. Like, it's very clear he speaks for her. He controls her. and means it's just all the witnesses, say. It was very clear that that was happening. So, you know, it's like one of those things that you almost wonder... Like, I'm glad he's dead, but at the same time, I'm glad... I wish he answered she for... He had to answer for it. Right? Like, he had to answer yeah. for what he did. And, like, I feel like if he was alive today, he'd be in jail. For something. For something. Something. Yeah. Like, because that's... kind of like sh- a Lou promo. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Yes!
0: Which, if you haven't listened to that, we did an episode about the boy band...
1: Yeah. Con, we love a documentary. Dog. We love a doc. We love yeah. a doc from the early 2000s, or about the early 2000s, We love to unpack 90s. things that happened. In the yeah. Head-to-head. That's true. I was thinking, like, oh, we don't usually do docs. But like, we did do yeah, the boy band a one. one. Yeah, that was we, good. The boy so, band one. So. It was good. Yeah. yeah. That was one of our lost episodes. We lost an episode, then we had to re-record it. Right. We have a couple lost episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that was an interesting one. Yeah. yeah so, so, Simon Monjak was kind of a Lou Proman.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's the
0: title of this episode.
1: So, I definitely think it definitely was good. I definitely it's was It's interesting. Compelling. If you're, like,
0: a Britney Murphy fan and you were interested in it when it happened, it's worth watching. And
1: if you're interested in just, like, the 2000s nostalgia. It's, yeah, it's definitely, like, a it's a time. Yeah, they definitely get into the time of things, you know. So, it's definitely worth watching. Keep Britney in your memories and your good thoughts. Watch some some of her movies. R.I.P. I'm going to watch Uptown Girls this week. Hopefully, for Britney, she will always be remembered and won't be someone who becomes, like, a foot now. It's just, she's
0: one of those actresses that, like, you just look back and you think, like, what, like, could have been. Like, what amazing work we could have seen from her. I hope we would have seen a theater career at some point. A
1: tale is all the time. It's just know uh, An actor actress dying before their time, so... And that's the thing, there's so many actors like that who... Take like a James Dean. Like I said, they're the ones you think of right away are James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, but they're obviously not the only ones. There's tons yeah. of people. Like, Sal Mineo died when he was very young. Like, he was killed. Oh, yeah, he was murdered. Right. Yeah, and River Phoenix. River Phoenix, he died really young. And that's what, like, you don't think even hear people talk about River Phoenix as much. And he's mm-hmm. his brother is a very famous actor, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, you know? So it's, like, one of those things I feel like you say, if you know, you know. Like, yeah. He's kind of, like, a thing of the times. But I was actually hoping for River Phoenix, the 90s, being nostalgic again, that he would kind of get that James Dean, yeah, you know. I think the Johnny Depp of it all makes that, like, weird, too. What's the Johnny Depp of it all? Well, because he died, like, in Johnny Depp's Michael. Oh, yes. The Viper Room. Yeah. Outside the Viper Room. Well, that's another. Joaquin Phoenix was there for that, too. He was the one that called 911. The same. And he was young. Do you think about that? Like... He was like probably like maybe a teenager when that yeah, happened. that makes sense because Joaquin Phoenix wasn't that old. That's no, I'm talking Joaquin Phoenix was probably a teenager when it happened. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. like, River, River Phoenix, Phoenix was probably like at old, the so. oldest, like the early 20s. I'm not sure how old he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, well, sorry, I mean, this episode's yeah like, <laughs>
0: bummer. Yeah, but we're back. We'll do something more upbeat next.
1: Yeah, we have We've a couple ideas. ideas. We don't have like a full season. We're just gonna do stuff we feel do like up, doing. What we feel
0: up to. Yeah. I personally really want to do an episode about that pay-per-view concert that the New Kids on the Block did in like ninety. I'm totally down for that. Yeah. I'm totally down for that. We maybe my brother will do that with us because he had some big thoughts about Jordan Knight when we watched. We watched one of get the numbers together on, on podcast vacation.
1: Trying to get my brother to write us a theme song. I was just about to say that. Where's our theme song? <sighs> we do not even even. The fuck? We need like a fifteen second clip. We literally don't even need to ask
0: for. We don't ask for much. Yeah, like,
1: 15 seconds would probably be perfect as an intro and outro. Well. Well, we'll have to get him on
0: Well, his social media is at Zach Overboard. O V R B O R A B O A R D. Yeah, start messaging if you him. Start uh, spamming him about writing us a theme song. Yeah, if anyone you can may start... know him from his band Man Overboard, if you're an early 2000s pop punk kid, start a letter campaign and try to see if you can get him. To... Like I didn't see him in person yesterday. Like she's not blood related to <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. But I recently, um, a girl who just started working for me, my musical director for Frozen, we were talking about like something and. My assistant, Leah, was like, oh, does she know who your brother is? Because she had, like, a pop-punk phase. And I was like, oh, my brother is Zach from Hanoverport." Overport. And she was like, no, but not, like, literally. And I was like, Aww. no, literally. Like, look at us. We have the same face. <laughs> yeah, you do <laughs> look like Yeah. Yeah, so go ahead. Feel free to spam my brother. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram A Totally Paused Pod. We don't really tweet, but our Twitter is Totally Paused. Yeah. Uh, pod and we are on the tiktok at
1: totally paused
0: pod you can follow me at just paused pod
1: you can follow me at Sia Monroe on pretty much everything. And uh, this was fun. It's good to be back. Yeah. I would suggest following Jessica on TikTok because oh, she's yeah, pretty good at the Oh, yeah, you can follow
0: me at pod on TikTok. I do enjoy TikTok.
1: Yeah. I'm also on TikTok as Sia Monroe, but Jessica's obviously a lot better than I am. So I'm hoping she can teach me. TikTok is the social media app for
0: theater kids. It
1: is. It, it really is. is. I found so, acting, t- I told yeah, Jessica when like I found acting TikTok. It. I would have been all about that as a kid. It's awesome. Yeah. So, Embarrassingly yeah. so. I would have been all <laughs> about that. Oh my god. It's a good thing I didn't find it. I am an adult and I'm kind of into it. Yeah. So So we'll see if we'll put this video that we put up on... Yeah,
0: hopefully we'll have some clips for the TikTok, but if not, I'll think of some content for us. Yeah.
1: We'll start doing that again. Alright. And
0: we're outie!